Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, what the fuckers? Welcome to the show. It's Mark Marin. I am still in Florida. As I record this, this is sort of a time capsule. I'll be interested to hear how I sound next week when I listen to this. By this time, you'll have been a week away from Thanksgiving dinner, and I haven't eaten it yet. I'm just trying to put this into context for you. I uh, decided not to jump into the ocean, so that was good. And now I'm just trying to deal with Florida. I can't even understand what is going on down here. I've grown to like Florida. I didn't like it initially, but it is a freak show. It is the most densely populated, peculiar state I've ever been in. You get this weird mixture of old people that are finally free to do whatever they want, but don't quite have the energy to do it. And you have a very peculiar mixture of, of locals. I don't want to say they're rednecks or hill people, but you know what I'm saying. There, it, there's this little taste of the South in, uh, in the worst way possible. And there's a, a, a big taste of old people with a lot of time on their hands that are trying to have a good time as, as much as they can. And then there's a very large Latino community. So it's just a big sort of, you know, senior salsa, uh, hillbilly hoedown all the time down here. And of course the roads are very exciting because you just never know if someone's drunk or old or, you know, learned how to drive in another country. I don't know. Florida is a huge what the fuck for me. But I've become a little bit concerned with my empathy for the elderly. I think as I get older, I'm losing my uh, excitement about talking to them and engaging with them as I did when I was younger. And they seem so wise and interesting. Perhaps as I approach being elderly uh, and I can feel it happening to my brain, uh, maybe out of my own fear, I am not engaging with them. I just wish there were somehow, you know, we could utilize all these old people down here. I had this fairly profound idea. I don't know if it's doable, but I'll share it with you. It's sort of called, I think I want to call it like, you know, um, uh, Googleheimers or something like that. Let me try to explain to you what the idea was. I, I, maybe it's, it's wrong minded, but I just think there are these huge condo complexes, which with literally probably thousands of senior citizens in them. And I had this idea to where you would somehow create an interface. You know, I'm not a technological guy, so I really don't know how you would go about this. You create an interface that people could get on their computer. And basically what it would do is you would, you would be able to utilize all the wisdom and stories of all the old people in the condo development, uh, as a search engine. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make this work, but I don't know if we can do it without video, without some sort of chip that you would put in the old people that I think you could probably just put in on their next doctor appointment and just say they're helping out. And, you know, we've got this chip that will automatically, uh, you know, interface with your brain and we're going to hook you up to this new service being provided. And they'll go, why? I don't, I don't understand on the machine. And, and then you say, yes, it's a, it's on the computer, but it's going to be available to everybody. They'll be able to utilize your brain and what you have in it when they search, uh, you know, you know information like, um, events in history and whatnot. I, I don't understand. I don't think I want to. It's not going to hurt. We'll put it in and we'll give you a break on your medicine. All right. All right. I'm not going to feel anything. Okay. You go ahead and put it in. So, well, here's the idea. See, I think it can't work like that. Maybe it could be video. Maybe in every apartment, there's like a video camera 
and a, a pleasant sound that happens when somebody Google searches on Googleheimers uh, uh, something that this, this particular person in this apartment knows about. Like, you know, let's say, let, let's say you're like, uh, you're, you're at Googleheimer and, and you search, uh, JFK assassination. So all of a sudden, a, a little light goes off in Murray Jacobs's, uh, condo and uh, the music comes on and he sits up from the television or from his little, uh, you know, one of those portable tables that you eat at in front of a TV and he says, Oh no, here we go. And then he goes to his computer and he sits down and the camera comes on and the search is JFK uh, assassination. And then bang, you're directly linked to Murray Jacobs in his condo. And he's going to tell you about the JFK assassination. So you're looking for information and, and boom, there's Murray. And he probably says something like, oh, sure. Yeah, I remember. That was a, a sad day. We had eaten lunch at the place on 7th Avenue. Uh, me and Doris, and uh, we heard the thing about the guy, the Kennedy. We liked him, even though he was Catholic. He was a nice-looking guy. He seemed to he liked the right things. He, you know, he liked the black people, and we were we were very. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it today. We didn't call it liberal then. We called it, uh, you know, being a good person. And uh, and then we heard the news, and it was awful. And uh, Doris cried a little bit. And we took home half of the cheesecake, and I think I think I had diarrhea because of it, and that that's what I remember. And bam, that's what you get when you search Googleheimers, and you can use that in a term paper, you know, perhaps a speaking engagement. You can quote Murray like this, you know, if you're writing a paper for school. This was an awful day in November 1963. You know, according to Murray Jacobs, uh, it was sad they didn't finish their cheesecake, and he got diarrhea. I mean, I think that'd be entertaining information. I mean, of course, it would run the range of people uh, who are at the uh, retirement community. Maybe I should change the name because I think that's a little um, derogatory, Googleheimers. I'll try to think of another name, but I think it's a pretty good idea. On the show today, I've got John Benjamin, who you know from many comic voices, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview I had with John. And, uh, and I'll let you know how Thanksgiving goes, even though you already had yours. I do. It's like um, it's like you were a college professor that got fired, and now you have office hours here in your garage. Right, and and uh, the students have to get permission slips from their parents. Yeah, you keep emailing. <laughs> you keep emailing students, like <laughs> still holding office hours. <laughs> I want you to come here and discuss your paper. I know I don't work for the. <laughs> college anymore but but i thought we had a good relationship and you were learning things and i <laughs> no it's a good combination of creepy and 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 cozy i'm trying i'm building a business john i i can't help i remember that um headshot so well the like, head, uh, like your old old you remember it because of how i signed it at catch rising star it right? was a catch rising star, yeah yeah, and I think uh, it's like one of those things that's seared in my memory. I yeah. like remember obviously a few of them, but you know I don't see them anymore that often. That uh, let me try and explain it to the listeners. Like I don't see Fran Salamita's headshot much anymore. I bet you you could write to Fran and get a signed one. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> I think he'd be flattered and excited if uh, someone wrote to him and said I'm a big fan. Why don't you do that? Because you're like a sick pranking fuck. Why don't you write old lost comics that probably aren't even in the business anymore under a pseudonym? And say, uh, I'm really a big fan. Like Dan Margarita. Why don't you write Dan Margarita a letter? 
I think at one point when I lived with Cedar in in Cambridge, we that was something I started doing was sending out a letter that I was a sick boy for headshots of famous people who just wanted to <laughs> what is wrong wanted with to you wallpaper guys? our bathroom with just responses just like yeah, dear John, hope you feel better. Really? Yeah. And you didn't do that? We, I think we did a couple. Well, that let me explain it to the listeners that the headshot is me in sort of the, I guess it would be the John Lennon. There was a John Lennon album that had several of him with several different glasses on. So I've got a pair of sunglasses hanging right. off the tip of my nose, my regular glasses, and I'm doing a fake glasses on my head. Oh, I thought you were making a bunny rabbit. Yeah, it's a bunny rabbit. And I think at the time that I signed the picture to <laughs> catch a so, rising star, it's so obscure. It said to was... catch, uh, catch a mojo rising star. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't remember. I would have thought you remembered that. That I don't. That's great, though. John Benjamin, let me try to give people some background on you because you're, you're, you're a marginal character in the in the world of comedy. You're not like not not everybody says, "Holy shit, John Benjamin!" You have to go through a series of examples, and then they go, "Oh, that guy." Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank Is, you. Well, how else am I supposed to intro you? <laughs> it could have been more complimentary, but no, I I've been a uh, recently a big fan, and uh, in the past <laughs> I. <laughs> Not so much because you were you were, you were very unpleasant to me and, and you <laughs> that just can't be true really maybe I just read it wrong yeah but uh, well, you were it wouldn't be the first thing you read wrong what, what did I read something wrong that's true in your life no I do it all the time I did it yesterday I <laughs> my initial instinct about everything is dramatic uh, wrong over the top and I react to it I, I didn't I didn't know we would have to solve our relationship right away. No, we can we can work into it. John Benjamin was the uh, the son on uh, Doctor Katz. Yeah, I like to be buttered up a little bit before I get insulted. I'm sorry. I I, I thought you were a professional. You, you no, the no, person no, who I call on the phone. That was a good one. You fucker. What? Sam Cedar. Is, some happened? of you know Sam Cedar yes, and sorry. John Benjamin have been best friends forever. And John revealed something to me yesterday. Do you like to talk about it on the air? Because I I found Cedar to be impossible. As much as I love him yeah. and, and I respect his wit and his intelligence, he's an impossible person and he's a bully. And you told me yeah. that he bullied you. And well, that, like, yeah. When you mentioned bully, that, that brought up the issue of him being my actual bully. He was your actual bully when? In in junior high. And then you became friends? Why? Because you negotiated? No, we just... became friends later, at, out of probably out of desperation, because we, well, the he was my bully in June, like in when we were like 13 uh, 13, 12, 13, 14. You can come a little closer to that mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'd like to reflect on the story back here. No, I know. It looks good, but it, we're not getting that. They're not seeing you um, drinking your tea. What is... Yeah. What kind of man drinks tea in the morning? Are you British? A you're, soft man. You're a Jew. Did you ever drink coffee? Were you always... I did. I did. And then I oh, you know, so you couldn't stomach it, it. Oh, really? Yeah. You had stomach problem? Yeah. We're becoming old <laughs> well, men. You, you said... No, I I became an old man about 15 years ago. <laughs> when you were, what, 25? I was in my late 20s. <laughs> so Sam bullied you in what, junior high? So Sam, but we we ended up, we went to the same, We I started prep school in seventh grade. Prep school? Uh, yeah. They let Jews in? Were you two like the only Jews in Worcester? We, no, there was like a big Jewish community in Worcester, uh -huh. yeah. Um, let me grab another sip of that. Uh, that was good, that was classy. Yeah, you'll be able to hear that. Too. Yeah, I love that sound. Yeah, the, that we, plastic on my lips. Yeah, I plug it. I plug uh, my coffee on the show. So Sam says, "Hey, oh, so Sam, shorty, Sam was yeah, basically uh, the old standard. I was like a little guy. Well, there were other. There were. It was complicated. I, I was 
I loved disco, which what? was a very unpopular uh, musical movement at the time. So I, did you show up at school in your Jufro with bell bottoms and perhaps a vest? Well, you had to wear a you had to wear a suit and not a suit, but you had to wear a tie and jacket for the school. So I, you know, I, I expressed my disco in other ways. Like, uh, can you share a little of that? I can't dance in here. You mean you did the dance? I just liked it. I know he, and he was a big, I was, you know, I wasn't a vocal proponent of disco. I just liked the music. And I was a little guy. Don't you stand for anything? <laughs> and he, uh, I've changed. Okay. You know, I've learned. Now you would fight disco, like tooth and nail, wouldn't you? Well, it depends if I'm on ecstasy or not. I, I, okay. Yeah. Um, so little Sam Cedar with his attitude. I like rhythm. That's so. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, funk I is like good. I like I mean, there's some disco songs that I can admit to liking. I, I like. Uh, yeah, and if you close your eyes and you know, and and uh, and just get into the mood. I like. I, I feel love. You know. I feel yeah. love. Yeah, the dance uh, yeah. single of that. I yeah. definitely. I, I like that. Sometimes I'm gay. Um, yeah, I know. I do. I'm like I'm gay for at least a couple hours a day feels good if you're alone you know it's better I, it feels it, great when you're with a man no i i don't do that i, I just keep it at home because it, the involving other people frightens me i don't know you have what, to express it what would it mean you have to bring it to other people this is starting to feel like a come on and i don't we've never done that on this show um no well anyway let's yeah. get back to sam Peter because yeah. he's uh, he's the reason i'm here um you're doing him a favor <laughs> by being on to, my podcast he needs he needs a plug well, yeah, let's plug Sam. You can get Sam at uh, his go to website, his website and 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 mybully.com. Put post something political, and he'll respond to you. He used to. So he was like this. He was uh, really husky. I guess would be the best word for he's him. He's still husky. He's still husky. But at the they time, call, he you was, call fat now. When you're kid, it's husky. Yes, he was a fat kid. He was yeah. A, yeah, I guess that was the polite term for it. Husky was a thing that was mo- a polite term because that's you know you go to the husky section. Right, that's how your you, mother. You bought, wouldn't go to the fat section. Right, yeah, that's how your mother in a bought jeans pants. Shop. Yeah, right. I, I I grew up with that too. My mother, the anorexic, her biggest, <laughs> the, the worst thing that she could that she had to do in her life was go. Where are the huskies? <laughs> so this, you were, is, this is my son. Were you were you uh, you were fat and she was anorexic? Yes, I was made and to together, believe you were. We were one. The Marins. Yeah. I uh, I was made to believe I think that I was much fatter than I actually was by her. Oh, okay, but so I did wear huskies. Okay, so you're familiar with then Sam Cedar's body type? Yeah, I then sat across from him and we had a weight losing campaign together. Oh, okay. that's right. I I think I saw. So somebody. he comes up to you and he says, "Hey, shorty," and you go, "Well, what, no, he fatty? would just he would want to beat me up. That was the thing." And he, he would, was a beater upper. Yeah, well, he would chase me and stuff like that. As I remember, I was I was terrified of him. Um. And you know he was, I think, fairly serious about it. Although I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that was true at the time about killing me. But you know, there was that feeling that it would be get, be bad. Yeah. And so he, you know, he, you know, he, he sort of ruined a good year of my life. In any event, he left that school. He left that prep school, and I went to college in Connecticut at this small college. It was, you know, one of the, my parents were dropping me off and I'm nervous about being there. And my roommate was a very strange guy from Spanish Harlem. Not many people at Connecticut College from Spanish Harlem. Yeah. And, uh, and then I opened the door across the hall and Sam Cedar was there. He was there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I thought at the Did time was like a, you know, it was like. It was like seeing the Virgin Mary, you know, in a bad way. Did you start running? I just was like, what, like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like, that's the guy who used to beat me up. Yeah. 
for a year and a half. <laughs> and, and now he's, he's, he's right like there. practically my roommate. You know, his dad is there like dropping off his clothes. And yeah. I'm like, what, like, what do you, like, what are you doing here? Like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. What, what do you say? Well, then, you know, it ended up like that feel good story you'd see. Where everybody on TV, like best we friends? became best friends through alcohol. Oh, you know, like uh, we knew no one else, and we he was like, "Let's go get some beer and get drunk and go to college." Now, Sam Cedar aside, let's talk about your more famous friends. <laughs> He's not the most famous. Well, you're you're interesting uh, uh, person in in the world of comedy in that you know most people who are who love comedy know who you are, and you show up in a lot of odd places. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the career started with Dr. Katz, but then you've done some cartoon work, correct? Yes. And you've done a lot of uh, short film work with uh, John Glazer. Uh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. you've worked with David Cross. Mm-hmm. You founded the uh, the show Tinkle with Todd Berry and David Cross. Mm-hmm. And part, uh, of, part of that. You have a, a sort of, you have one of those careers where... Um, where people like me say, how the fuck does John Benjamin make money? But <laughs> A lot of people do say that. <laughs> and does your wife say that? Or your girlfriend? My girlfriend does say that. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> I mean, she watches. But then you show up on a commercial and you're like, I guess John Benjamin's okay this year. Yeah. You do well for yourself. I, uh, I'm not going to say a number, but I, you know, I'm, I'm up there. Yeah, you're up there in the, yeah, in the five, six figures. I mean... <laughs> Somewhere in there? I'm very well taxed. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you are out here doing a job, which is what I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. I think that... I have not. I have shunned work that definitely you've, in, in you've, my career. Right. Because it was beneath you. Uh, so to speak, yeah. Like what have you shunned? You know, I've shunned jobs that were offered to me. Like what? Uh, Seinfeld. You didn't know. <laughs> no, no. Uh <laughs> Um, you know, sitcom work and uh-huh. stuff that I, at the time, it was a combination of, of, uh, trying to feel superior to the work itself and, uh, uh, probably being scared of it. Right. In a way. So you're here with doing Dimitri's show and it, it was a question I wanted to ask you is that, uh, you know, I've been, you know, a lot of these people that I'm interviewing here on this show, people like you who aren't, you know, major stars, but you know. You have have been known. Oh, to be, you are really rubbing it in today. Have, have been known to be funny in different contexts, and mm-hmm. I I thought it might be good if you uh, if you were my sidekick. So this is sort of an audition, and I I don't know if. It's... <laughs> okay, well, if you want me to shun work, I'll do that right now. Which means what? Like I don't want that job. You don't want that job? No, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. But uh, like, I think the sidekick's job is to do like you know, like I talk about my ridiculous life. And then you just support it, like you know. I so laugh. I would just you laugh, laugh and like, right. like here's how it would go, like with us. It'd be like, so my cat monkey is on the bed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, am I right? The cat is always on the bed. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to him. What do you What do you need, monkey? What's the cat's name? Tell everyone the cat's name. I said it twice. Monkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and- I thought you meant your cat's monkey, like your cat had a monkey. No, John, I, my cat's name is Monkey. I know, I know, I know your cat. I know your cat, Monkey. Yeah. But that's funny the way you said that. But you know what? It's interesting. Because your cat have, might have a monkey, a real monkey. Yeah. Or your cat might have a pet, like a little stuffed animal called yeah. Monkey. All right, that's... Well, John, so I'm sitting on the bed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Already he's on the bed. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I start doing my business. Cats on the bed. You know, I'm doing my business, John. Mm -hmm. Jay enough. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And what's the cat do? Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cat... No. The, the, no. Don't, don't. Stop. <laughs> the cat just sits there judging me. Staring at it. Staring at it. Has your cat ever seen it before? Sure, it's seen it before. Okay. I mean, you know, I show it to the cat. I, I say So you things, do that often in front of your cat? Yes, I do. So you think at some point your cat might know what that is, or is familiar? Well, I think that, like, I guess what I'm waiting for him to do is just be a man and, you know, maybe do it himself or, you know, mm -hmm. have his own time with it. Sometimes he licks himself, but usually just judgment. I, you know, I seek my cat's approval and I don't get it. If there's a point where the both of you could start doing it together, that'd be wonderful. It would. That's, I think that's a, a, a good bond. You know, I think people do that with their dogs more. Cats are difficult. Mutual masturbation with your pet. Yeah. So, uh, so what have you been up to, John? Oh, no. <laughs> Do not go there. <laughs> All right, so that that might work out if you lived here. But yeah. you, don't, you don't want the job. It felt pretty good though. So you, do you, do you travel with Dimitri? I mean, do you, I mean, have you been? No, I, I, he must be huge. No, but I'm sorry. Uh, the about having fans now. He's uh, you know he's a fairly huge celebrity and he has a lot of fans. Yeah. And we, we were shooting. We we're shooting this. You know, his second season of his show, and we were on Malibu Beach shooting a sketch. And there was a whole bunch of people kind of on this cliff looking out, looking over where we were shooting, uh, all yelling his name and, you know, a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Dimitri, hey. And just on the periphery of that group, uh, probably like 20 or maybe 15 people all looking at him. There's just two really like kind of heavy set, dowdy looking kids. Yeah. And they're like, John. John Benjamin <laughs> like almost fighting for me like fighting this mob of to me. Of, of nerd girls and guys who are excited and yeah the two outsiders two weird teens yeah John Benjamin yeah where do you think they knew you from like they came down and they're like oh man we're big fans of oh, it was home movies it was this cartoon I was on that had a lot of, has a lot of fans Oh, that's right. Home movies. I I find it, it's it's sort of awkward, but I, I don't, my boundaries aren't that good, anyways. But I I always indulge my fans. You know, I'll talk to them for a long time. Yeah, I don't have much to say, but to you know, it's gotten awkward. Is there, I mean, like there have been awkward moments because I don't know. But like, you had a, like a you had a political radio show. You have right, at least so some things in common with. Yeah, but there's that expectation now. Now I get. I don't this. have much in common with fourteen year old runaways. Have you ever had a situation where a fan is offered, you know, like I, you know, I get a lot like that. I was in San Francisco and they're, they're very nice offers. You know, I got some guy who worked at Pixar said he would take me on tour of Pixar. No. Oh. Someone who said he worked at Lucasfilms and he said he, I could take a tour there. I just didn't have time. I was just too busy, you know, trying to do the podcast stuff. I mean, have you ever had that situation where you're in a position where, where I get something out of yeah, it? Yeah. I, um, uh, why don't you tell that story about the hotel? Oh, right. Sorry. Shit. Oh, oh, so yes. So no, yes, yes to that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Like what? Well, actually, it, I was in Boston once, and um, this is funny in terms of how when you have fans, you you don't necessarily like them or, or you don't you know want to like them uh, on, on several levels, on two levels. Uh, I was in Boston and there was this guy who was a friend of one of the people who worked on the cartoon who was a big fan of the cartoon. Right. And I was staying at this hotel. Home movies. Home movies. Yeah. 
So he was like, when you go there, you got to see this guy, Scott, or whatever. He'll hook you up. You know, he's a great guy. He's a friend of mine. He'll take care of you. He loves you. He loves your character or whatever. So I went there and uh, I went to this hotel and he was like right there, you know, greet, you know, hey, man, awesome. You're here. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Like, I hooked you up with a bottle. Yeah, I got your bottle of wine. Sent to your room. Great. That's great, man. And, uh, you know, uh, I got you free porn. Like, I hooked, I, I, Got, I know the guy who does the switcher, and he switched it off on your room, so you're set, man. <laughs> you never have to leave. Like, wow, that's great. I got wine and porn <laughs> all in one. It's a two for one. And, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm super sorry. And then he was kind of like, you know, he outstayed his welcome while I'm checking in. You know, he just came all the way in with me, grabbed my bags, and, all right, man, I'm going to go up to the room and, you know, get some of that porn and wine, so I'm going to head up. <laughs> yeah, man, great meeting you. Uh, uh, okay, great. Like, literally, like, ten minutes later, <laughs> open the door. That guy, yeah. not not even a blink, walks in. Yeah. Just not like, <laughs> hey, man, walks yeah. in the room. Yeah. Like, I'm in my, like, a bathroom. Yeah. Like, I think I just took a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, man, what are you doing? Hey, man, I'm on my break. <laughs> I'm like, <"You're, laughs> okay, you just walked into my room. I don't know you. I mean, I know your friend, and you got me free. Yeah, then turn. He grabs the remote, no. starts turning. He turns on the porn. Yeah. So, guy, like, it was for him. But, and then he's up. like, he literally sat on the edge of the. They had like a, you know, uh, I don't know what you call it, like an odd, big, long ottoman at the end yeah, of the bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That he sat down on that, grabbed the thing, turned on switching channels. I'm in my bathrobe. It's standing there. Yeah, like, dude. Um, can, you got to get out of here. Like, I mean, I didn't say that, but he's like, turns out, yeah, got to, there it is. There's the porn. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, you smoke? Uh, you smoke pot? He pulls out a bowl. Yeah. Not right now, man. Like, <laughs> you got to get out of here. <laughs> I got, there's nothing more awkward than watching porn with someone you know. You know let, let alone, <laughs> there's nothing worse than like you're at a place where a guy says, I got to show you this porn. I'm like, well, what's supposed right. to happen now? Right. You have to have a good plan yeah. for that to work out. <laughs> A guy you don't know. That's hilarious. Like, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get high with you right now. Oh, man. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. You got to work tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, he's giving the reasons why we shouldn't do this. Oh, oh good. But, you know, he got the hint finally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to go. I got to, you know, I got to get some sleep. But thanks for the porn. And so, you know, he left. And then I ended up watching the, <laughs> the porn. porn. He left it. I, you know, so I'm watching. And this is totally true. Two days later... I flew to LA. Yeah. And I'm at baggage claim at LAX and I see the guy who was fucking in the movie I was watching <laughs> like the porn actor yeah with a porn actress like standing waiting for their luggage. And at first I'm like I don't rec- like I'm trying to f- How do I How do I know that? Yeah. Holy right. shit. Yeah. Like I saw like I fucking on the uh, Yeah. 2 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did 2 nights any- ago. Did you say anything? And no, but I'm looking at him and then he looked at me. And just gave me this, like, look, like, like, oh, Jesus. Like, I fucking hate my fans. Because yeah. it's a 42-year-old bald guy. Yeah, I, thanks that, for everything you do, man. Yeah. So, you know, like, as much as I may be uh, annoyed by my fans, that guy is just like, oh, yeah, this the is the worst. worst. Yeah. Because uh, just these forty year old, and I'm not, I'm trying to like tell him like that's not no no. That, I know what you're thinking. There's a story the, behind it. Yeah, 
I'm not a huge fan. I, there was this one weird <laughs> circumstance, very unusual. Uh, That's a great story. Yeah, it's funny. So tell me about some of these, like, you know, you guys do these pranks on each other, and I, I don't understand that type of comedy. What kind of, who, what do you mean, who, what do you, you mean and we? Sam and, <laughs> you and Sam. You're so <laughs> You've never pulled a prank on someone? No, it's mean and hurtful. That's not true. It's not? No. Maybe you weren't the crying boy in seventh grade. Well, I mean, I, I can't take responsibility for your childhood. Why not? That's not fair. Well, okay, the prank you did on the phone, that was funny. So I call, I call uh, John. Wait, I, it was funny or it was... It, it was irritating. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's my reaction to that prank. I'm an idiot. Why did I even fall for that? No, so, see, I, I take it differently. I let me take explain it like what it was. I included you. Fine. And that's nice. So you call... You call the kid uh, who no one liked, I included. Okay. Yes, so I thank you. So you call John's cell phone, and you get a message like, hey, this is John. Uh, my, if you need to reach me, my new cell phone number is, and he gives his cell phone number. And then you're in your car. You're risking your life calling anyways. And then you call the number that he leaves after you remember it while you're driving, and it's the same number. <laughs> That one is working like a chunk. <laughs> but I get a lot of that. <laughs> I do get a lot of that. Like, what? Why? Why would you do? Like, why did you waste my fucking time? It's really funny to talk about, but I didn't enjoy the experience at the time. <laughs> no, if you're in your car, if that's the way you died, I would feel bad. Well, maybe you should think about that. Yeah. No, I've done pranks, phone pranks that have gone awry. Like what? There's a long, it's too long a story, but it, it. it involved the FBI. <laughs> Let's hear it. And my friend Charlie, you know Charlie Fisher. I do. How's he doing? I don't know. I got to call him while I'm out here. So wait, no, this sounds good. Let's do this because this could be a, a great thing for the show. <laughs> okay. So you and Charlie Fisher. This was a long time ago. And Charlie, Charlie Fisher was a friend of mine. He lived in Boston in, uh, in the South End. And I would occasionally stay at his apartment when I didn't have other places to live. The the gist of it was we were getting we were watching TV we were getting high, and he was telling me the story about my mom is a is a ballet teacher, and me and Charlie grew up in the same town where his sister lived. So he was telling me like that his sister's kids are going to go to this really this other ballet school that was in Worcester yeah. that was kind of a rival to my mom's. So your, I joking your mom taught ballet. my mom taught ballet. Okay. So I jokingly sort of said, you know, like, let's call her and, you know, give me her number. I'm going to call her and tell her not to do that. So he did. And I called their phone. There was a mess. It was a machine, you know, and they left. I, the message came on and I left this message in like an old lady voice or something like, like, you know, this is, <laughs> this is Diane from the Charlotte Klein dance school. Uh, we re after reviewing your daughter's uh, application, we 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 don't feel she's ready for the, the Charlotte Klein program. Perhaps you should try uh, performing arts school or something like that. You know, whatever you know. That dumb. was your mother's school. That was my mother's school. Okay, so it was dumb, but yeah. And that was it. Like hung up, and you know, I don't even think Charlie laughed. He was just you know watching porn or yeah. <laughs> so the the. What happened was, like, three weeks later, I got a call from Charlie saying, like, this is all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is fucked. Like, I went to Worcester, 
and I we are fucked. Like you're fucked. Like what are you talking about? Your message. What? 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 What do you mean? Well, his sister was a like a lawyer who yeah. worked for his father, who was also a lawyer. Right. It was a big, uh, uh, I think, divorce attorney in Worcester. Yeah. And uh, the sister was representing. They were, they were involved in a really, I guess, like ugly divorce case where the mother of the woman was involved somehow and she was harassing Charlie's sister. Okay. Like with, you know, you fucking, you know, you, wicked, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. mom was involved and yeah. was a mean, angry person. Right. So they took that message to be the mother of the, the woman involved in the case. Yeah. <laughs> and they, t- then the, they took that as a threat on Dee Dee's daughter's life because they know where the kid goes to s- ballet school. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so apparently, like, in the three weeks before Charlie's call, they had called the FBI. They've made voice match. They've used, like, they pay, like, whatever, eight grand to do voice match. Oh. Yeah. From the machine, the tape right. of me right. going, this is Diane from the show. <laughs> I don't know how they jump, but apparently, like, whatever it was, yeah. they felt like I must have sounded just like that woman. And that woman was, uh, you know, making a, you know, this veiled threat about, yeah, yeah. I know where your daughter goes to. Oh, my God. So I lived with Sam Cedar at the time, and Sam Cedar, you know, has these devices where you record phone calls and yeah and the the charlie's father called and we recorded it i don't know if he still has it but i mean he was he was pure you know he was you psycho fucking idiot (laughs) you're fucking you will never make a cent for them i'm gonna sue you you'll never make a cent for the rest of your fucking life you psycho how could you do that i was like i (laughs) it's funny it was yeah i didn't even like how was I, i how did this resolve itself Oh, uh, never. Oh, really? I, I mean, Charlie was... Charlie apparently, like, <laughs> completely sold me under the bridge. <laughs> like, he went home. He went home, and it was like that scene from, like, The Godfather, like, the father's pacing. Yeah. You know, and Charlie's like, what's going on? And they're like, well, you know, this is bad. You know, this is bad. What's happening? So This woman from, is, you know, trying to bus? kill yeah. Dee's yeah. daughter. Yeah. And then, you know, and Charlie's like, what, what's going on? Yeah. And then, you know, they whatever, they told him about the tape and the message. And Charlie's like, that was John Benjamin. <laughs> right Like, away. immediately, like, uh, that was my friend John. <laughs> like, uh, what? Oh, they'd already called the FBI and everything else? They apparently had done voice uh, match. Oh, and it Where you send the tape to and, the FBI. And, and I guess the... That, <laughs> Did that- <it> match. <laughs> yes, that woman. <laughs> Me and that woman served 16 years. <laughs> the... That's, and that's the story where John knew he had an incredible talent for doing voices. Yeah, but that was a, you know, that was one that, that worked out way better than I could have ever imagined. The prank. Well, yeah. it wasn't even, you know. Yeah. You know, I used to do them to my mom, and those never went well. There was, yeah. And you do them to Sam, too, don't you? He, don't you do them to I don't, you know, I You know, I don't do as much anymore as I used to. Because he knows that you're going to do it? Well, um, yeah, that's that's a problem with pranks. Like, is it possible that you're not really out here to do Dimitri's show and this, and you're just... <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. This whole I'm thing out is... here to do this. I knew it. See, you are going to be my sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, money's going to come in, John. Uh, it's it's going to start happening. I will make my demands and 
Okay. If you can meet them. And and we'll get you a better chair. We'll get a better chair. This one's fine. This one's fine. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. It was very nice of you to, to take the time. It was a lot time. of fun. It was, right? It was all right. It's a little stuffy in here. I'm sure you've heard of him or you may have seen him. You may not know him uh, by voice, but by name, most people know Come On Now. Uh, he is one of the, uh, I guess, a veteran comic. I mean, God knows, uh, yeah, I remember him since I started. And, and I just want to, you know, I don't usually have, you know, people from his generation on the show as much as I should. Welcome to the show. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, there How he you is. Doing? How there you doing? Is. Mark Maron. I'm yeah. all right, man. Good. I'm all yeah. right. You know, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, uh, we worked together, I think, in, it was probably 1989. Of course. You remember? Course, no, I remember. Yeah, you did the, uh, yeah, you used to what? Yeah, exactly. That's right. I can tell you remember. I did the, you know, I had longer hair. Of course. We were doing, it was in Cranston, Rhode Island. It you was had different uh, classes. Different classes. You had the bit about the Liberty Bell, right? You had the Liberty Bell bit. The yeah. crack in the Liberty Sure, Bell? sure. Yeah, yeah and maybe uh, I did have that bit. No, you're maybe funny. I, yeah, thank you you're very much. funny man. The reason I remember is at a bowling alley. In Cranston, Rhode Island, it was a one-nighter. It was a big night. Mm. And uh, I think it was actually before, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was before you called yourself Come On Now. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. still did the Come On Now. Yeah, but no. It, but I, what, it didn't become the industry that well, it is. Yeah, well, I changed my name to uh, a stage name. Which, From Come On Now? Yeah, Jason Golden Hirsch. That and, was what uh, you were using as a stage name. Yeah, yeah. And I'd still do the Come On Nows. I'd still do my style. I yeah. Mean, I'd do my style. Yeah. Then I, you know, I felt guilty about it, and I changed my name back to my God-given name. Uh, come on now. Right. Well, you didn't want to offend your parents, Mr. and Mrs. Come on now. Right. No. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Now, a, a lot of people don't realize that uh, that to have a hook, to be a guy with a hook, yeah. uh, is is very memorable because everybody knows you. And and that uh, it's not all about the hook. You know, no. I mean, you, you're up there, you're writing every day. No, I'm writing every day. I mean, come on, let's face it. Stand-up comedy is bullshit. Right. It's it's, it's terrible. You right. Know, it's, now it's, it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like horrible. A, mm -hmm. You know, people going up on stage, swilling a pint of tapioca and sliming on stage and yeah. talking about airplanes and all this bullshit. Sure. And, you know, we, me and you, you we're different. We're artists. Right? Yeah, we and, come know, from the old school. Yeah, we're right. from, the, from the old school. So, like, you know, I have a hook, but at the same time, you know, I'm an artist, and um, so I talk about, you know, modern events, popular culture, sure. things that are going politics. on. Politics? You do any politics? Oh, I got tons of political Oh, sh really? Now. Do you have, uh, like, you, you do? You talking about the, uh, the health care issue at oh, all? Oh, sure, of course, yeah. I, I, what do you got? Obamacare. Come on now. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it, there's something about the it's in the waiting, I think. Yeah. I think it's in the pause. Yeah. So like what are some of the other topics you've been challenging, you've been uh, working on? Oh, it's endless. Uh, yeah, it's endless. You know, I, I, there's been so many, uh, probably like two million commandos over the past, you know, since 84. But, uh, uh you know, uh, today, th these days, uh, look, ready? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's do a little. Let's do a little. Let's say I just walked on stage. All right. Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the stage. Come on now. All right. All this dancing on television. Come on now. Right? <laughs> the Shia LaBeouf phenomenon. Come on now. Right? Yeah. yeah. These Mormon kitty rape cults with their effeminate leaders. Yeah. Warren Jeffs. 
I'm not talking about big love here. Right. I'm talking about the real, the real weirdos. All right. Yeah. Come on now. Now, when do yeah. You, yeah, when do you decide to like when because have you ever tried jokes that perhaps you, know, you turn a phrase or you know something you, you know like like oh like what are we talking about here right like oh, that's a guy in Seattle what are we talking about oh yeah oh that's yeah. right now I know that sometimes you build to a bigger come on now yeah oh yeah that's the build yeah. right like a bigger come on now yeah. would be like. Come on now, right? <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on now. Well, how do you decide but, whether to go over the top like that? Well, I mean, it's the subject matter. You know, I'll be like, you know, I'll talk about like, you know, hey, funny, you know, funny papers, serious comics mixed in with the 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 the, the, the funny papers comics, the regular funny ones. Come on now. That's a little come on now. Right. But then I'll be like, you know, uh Octo Mom and this John Goslin scumbag with the kitty cash grab bonanza. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And you just sort of feel out the audience. That's a big come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It depends on the room. It depends sure, on the room. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now when you when you work a room, do you mm -hmm. find ever that people, you know, they, they sort of get it early on in the show? Um uh yeah, they get it early on because it's a very simple concept. Right. And then they will Get used to it, right. and then you surprise them. You throw in some come on nows that they might not expect, and then you hit them with a couple zingers, you know, yeah. that are like, uh, and then you, you mess with the pauses. Like a five second pause is going to get a different reaction than, uh, you know, a 35 one minute pause. Let's try it. Let's, uh, because like I, I'm generally a pretty good audience. So, okay. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's do the range of pauses that you use. Cause a lot of people that listen to the show are comedy nerds and they, yeah. they, they like to, to hear about the craft. Okay, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Okay, uh, how about um, Garfield created Jim Davis allowing the movie Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties, to be greenlit? Come on now. Now, that right. was a 10 second right, pause. That, you're right, you've got like so an let's internal Let's do the count. same joke. Okay. No, okay, with Garfield created Jim Davis allowing the movie Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, to be greenlit. Come on now. Pow. Right? Right. Boom. Get him. Yeah. Get him. Right. Depends on its, if, I mean, in Atlanta, at the Laughing Skull. Yeah. You think that you got to stay on top of that crowd. Yeah, exactly. You got to stay on top of the crowd, but, you know, you're in your more uh, hippie, dippy, crazy, weirdo places, you know, your Rafifis. Sure, sure. That still exists. Yeah, you know? no, I know what you're saying. You yeah, know. the alternative comedy guys. Yeah, you can uh, give them a, yeah, alternative comedy guys. They seem to give you some respect, though. I've seen you at the UCB. Oh, definitely. I'm always at the UCB, you know, always doing Comedy Death Ray, always doing, uh, you know, uh, Scenics Tuesday. Have you got any CDs out? Uh, yeah, I got a CD. It's uh, coming out now. It's Come On Now 18. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, Come On Now 18. Have, did you do 18 other ones? I did 18 other ones. I've been doing them uh, once a year for uh, 18 years. Do you record them in front of a live audience or? No. Oh, just at home? Yeah, at home. Well, I got why, not? Well, yeah, why not? Why not save yourself the expense? Yeah, I got a little studio. It's covered in foam. It's in a refrigerator box. I sit in there. You sit in the refrigerator box at home? Oh, I will. I'll sit in the refrigerator box. Does that box. work? Because I feel like I'm not insulated enough. Do you think I should put uh, egg cartons up or something? Absolutely. You do? Egg we... cartons will make this into a real studio. Do you live alone or do you live with... Uh... Um, no, I have a wife. You do. Her name is Get Out of Town. No. No, it is. It no, is. come on. She changed she the name. She oh, changed she changed the name, yeah. 
So do you guys do that around the house? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on now. She's like, get out of town. It's a sexy game we play. It's usually, <laughs> usually you know, at least the sex. Do you ever really talk? Do we ever really talk? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be like, you know, we'll have some pasta. Yeah, we'll right. Eating the pasta. Yeah. Eating it, eating it, eating it. Yeah. And I'll be like, Ugh, come on now. And she'll be like, yeah, get, out get, get, get out of town. And then we'll <laughs> fuck. And, you know, we'll turn on Leno at 10 <laughs> I love some Leno at 10 Turn on Leno at 10 Did he make that up? Did you Kick make it, it off? Up? Leno, Leno at 10 yeah. Oh, no, no, that's mine. It is? Oh, no, that's mine. That's terrific. It's mine. Leno and Tunnel's mine. Uh, you should probably ask him. Have you been on Leno? Um, I've never been on Leno. Leno and um, I think that if you shot him an Leno email, said Leno and Tenno. No, no, I offended his booker. What are you talking about? I went up to him and I said, hey, man, your shirt? Come on now. <laughs> Just, you know. I didn't mean to be completely insulting, but you had a ridiculous shirt on. So your shirt? Come on now. Now, when you travel, do you uh, what do you uh, just drive around? Or you? Yeah, I'm afraid of flying. Are you? Yeah. Come on now. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Right? That's good. Don't fuck with me. All right. I'm sorry. Don't steal. I, my I'm act. sorry. Don't steal. My I don't I'm steal not, your jokes. I know, but I that's steal your Liberty Bell uh, routine. Yeah, right? I, I'm not even sure I did that joke, but I mean, I was being polite. But if we're gonna have a problem here on my show, that's fine with me. Oh, all you're right? being polite. I don't need you to be polite. Polite with me. You don't, huh? No. Come on now. Well. I, all right, well, look, I'll be honest with you. You know, when we worked together, you you were a douchebag. You asked me to sell your Come On Now t-shirts. I was a fucking douchebag. But you, who asked the opener, you know, when you're working with him, like, you know, hey, by the way, I, you know, I'm going to be backstage. you mind just sitting at the table? And Listen, sell- yeah, I have a table for merchandise. You're opening for me. You should be happy to sell my merchandise. Look, I was right? just starting out. I was looking to learn, and I got to deal with you. I got to sit there with Come On Now t-shirts, and then you st- you were selling I'm With Stupid t-shirts, which you didn't even make up. Yeah, I didn't even make that up, but I made more money on the I'm With Stupid t-shirts than on the Come On Now t-shirts. So you tell me where the logic is, Marin, all right? You should. Yeah, you know, I know you're big time. All I'm right? not big now, time. Where you're big time now? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. You're big. You're in the stratosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And you think you're all great, and I'm still slumming it out. But in in Sheepshead fa- Bay, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? I don't know. What Maybe are you doing America's in Los Angeles? Fault. I mean, I heard you were you. They were thinking about doing a come on now show, and you're acting all like the victim here. No, my brother lost his house. Oh, my brother lost his house, and I've come here to just get down on my knees. In oh. front of the people who bought the house, yeah, and just begged them to give them the house back. Really? Yeah. And how does that how does that look? Do you just stand outside? I'm gonna go, <laughs> look up to these guys and they're gonna be like, "This house, come on now." I'm just gonna be like, "Come on now, give it back to my brother." Hopefully, they've seen the act. If they haven't, you know. It's not a big deal, but you know, I think they'll get the point. And by you- the way, that little bit of friction we had about yeah. our past, yeah. I'm sorry. Look, you know, I, I've, you know, I worked with a lot of guys. You, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, you were at a different point now. It was the '80s. You're all hopped up. Yeah, I was. I was. You're out of control. Quite honestly, cocaine. It, it was. It was uh, ridiculous. I was blinking in and out. Yeah. Well, the, the you know, like now that I talk to you, you know, I realized back then because you were doing the coke and you know you you're already bitter about shit. Oh, and yeah. honestly, the difference between your style now and then when you're on coke, because yeah. the come on nows were very quick. I don't. Even, have you ever watched tape of yourself when you're on coke? Oh yeah, it's like crazy. I like, can't believe it. Right. You you were like, oh, this healthcare. Come on, now. come on now. Yeah, it's like Reaganomics. Come on now, Star Wars. Come on now. Okay, it's my time. Right. There was no beat. Yeah, there was no beat. Now you know. Now that I've mellowed out, gotten funny. I'm the funniest that I've ever been. Which why is why it's very surprising that I can't fucking you know I can't afford to do it. Maybe people still remember the way you were then. You gotta make some apologies. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe you should go down to Leno at Tenno. Yeah, Leno at Tenno. Say I'm sorry. Yeah, please. 
I implore you, have me on your show. Right, and that would be a different sort of like, uh, you know, in, instead of like the come on now, like that you're used to doing, it should be, maybe you should change the tone a little bit. I need some work. Come on now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's effective. It's still got the same power. You know, my, my sister's kids don't talk to me. They look at me and they turn around and walk away. Come on now. Yeah, Give right. Give me some work. Right. Put me on. Right. Leno Ateno. Did you ever think maybe you could change the whole hook and just maybe lose the come on now and just make it give me some work? Give me some work. Okay. How about like this? this? How about this? Use one of your old jokes and just try it. All right. Uh, well, I'll do one of my jokes from the 90s. All right. Lewinsky Gate. Give me some work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Give me some work. I think that's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't I know. That, it's just something I'm throwing that out there. I'm trying to help out. I think that Like will. an old friend. Maybe that's a come fair. on now, and you know, in, this, in the way you always do it, and then it give me some work. Okay. All right. Let me do one of my ones from uh, the uh, 70s here. Uh, All right. This peanut farmer we got in uh, the White House here. Come on now. Give me some work. <laughs> I think that might work. I think I that did. might work. Give me some work. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually a really good hook, man. Come on now. Give Can me some work. This is the we're in a recession. I'm serious that I'm going to do that on All stage. Right. I really am. Come on now. Give me some work. <laughs> <laughs> really I really will. I think that that's great. All right. Well, I'm glad I could help out. I certainly appreciate you spending time with me. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, obviously, uh, you know, you can get all 18 of Come On Now CDs. Uh, they're available. At, are they on iTunes? Or you got to go. You don't. No. All right. Are they on CD? Uh, you can go to ComeOnNow.com. It's back up and running. You and, sure? Uh, yep. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Check it out. All right. He says Come On Now back. Uh, ComeOnNow.com is back up and running. And uh, and anytime he's in your town, mm -hmm. I mean, go see him. I mean, come on now. Come on now. Give him some work. Give me some work. All right. All right. Okay, that's our show. I'd like to thank John Benjamin, and I'd like you all to uh, take care of yourselves. And I want to thank you all for listening, as always. Thank Brandon McDonald for producing this show, the genius that he is. And also, please go to punchlinemagazine.com and get the news about comedy. That's really the most thorough website in dealing with the, uh, the comedy biz. Uh, they've got videos up there. They've got uh, breaking news. They've got everything you need to know about comedy at uh, punchlinemagazine.com. Also, go to WTFPod.com and get yourself a link to JustCoffee.coop. Put WTF in that coupon box. You can still get that 10% discount. No pals. I've been outside. I didn't bring any coffee with me. I'll pal later. All right? You're just going to have to, you know, I'll, I'll get, I could give you one. But it's not going to be followed by a drink because I don't have a coffee with me. I'm in the, I'm in the car again because this is the best studio I can find here on the road. It's the car. But go to WTFPod.com. Get on the mailing list so I can tell you when I'm coming to your place, to your town. Give me some money if you want. Uh, I love doing the show. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Uh, everything you need is at WTFPod.com. I'll talk to you next time.